Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Friday, July 8th. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. This is Sports Ethos presentation. If you haven't checked this out already, go to our website at sportsethos.com. You can see our daily podcasts, uh, our daily articles across all sports that we have. Uh, you can see our packages. I'm part of the wagering group, and for just 15 bucks a month, you can get handicappers focusing on baseball, tennis right now some uh, Aussie rules football we're going to ramp up obviously the NFL and college football and then back to the NBA and NHL in the fall but lots of things going on here at Sports Ethos and if you're not already following our tennis guy Fish Fisher as Wilmington wraps up check him out on Twitter at fish underscore Fisher and then the number four that's F-I-S-H-E-R and the number four doing a great job handicapping Wimbledon and tennis in general so somebody to follow if you're not already Big slate of 15 games in the MLB today, so let's get right at it. We start at 640 in the East. Tampa Bay Rays are in Cincinnati. Tampa throws their ace, Shane McClanahan, who has to be leading uh, Cy Young contender right now for the American League against Cincinnati's ace, right-hander Luis Castillo. McClanahan comes in 98 in the third innings, 1.74 ERA, 17 walks, 133 strikeouts, leads the American League in 0.81 0.81 whip. Castillo's been pitching well lately. He comes in in 64 innings, 3.09 ERA, 1.14 whip, just uh, 22 walks, so a few too many, but 66 strikeouts. Uh, I'm not really on the game here. Rays are minus 175 favorites. You can get the Reds at plus 155. Total here, 7.5, so pitchers duels to ex- be expected. I would lean to the under. I'm seeing around minus 115, 120. I think McClanahan shuts down the Reds, and Castillo has the ability to shut down Tampa as they're not pitching that well. So I could see this being a low-scoring game. Uh, and if not, full game, certainly first half. You can also get the Rays at minus 105 on the run line. What I am on, though, is I'm going to jump on a McClanahan over 7.5 Ks. And the reason being, I know the Reds hit lefties better than righties, but if you look at McClanahan's last number of games, uh, he pitched. he's basically pitched over 92 pitches in each of his last but but not more than 99 in each of his last seven starts so they're letting him go close to seven innings in most games against the jays went seven innings 10 strikeouts against pittsburgh seven innings 10 strikeouts against the yankees six innings eight strikeouts also against the yankees six innings seven strikeouts st louis eight innings nine strikeouts the white Sox, who traditionally hit lefties well six innings eight strikeouts and then again the yankees Six innings, seven strikeouts. Actually went against the Yankees three times in his last seven starts and has eight, seven, and seven strikeouts. So something to be said about that. And coming off back-to-back 10K games where he pitched seven innings. So the question here is, will he be able to get the six and two-thirds, seven innings? I think he will. Again, I know Cincinnati hits lefties well. Uh, Great American ballpark, it's a little bit different game. But I see him being able to get some strikeouts. And at seven and a half, I thought that was a little low, and I got that. I think it was that even money at plus 100. So I'm going to be on... Uh, that McClanahan 
prop. Just checking again exactly what the number is here. Uh, yeah, seven over seven and a half plus one hundred. So I'm gonna be jumping on that. Next game, seven to five in the East sees the LA Angels at the Baltimore Orioles. You get Reed Detmers just called back up, lefty for LA on the hill, versus Tyler Wells for Baltimore, the righty. You can get the Road Angels at plus 115, the home favorite Orioles at minus 135. Total here, eight and a half. And you can get the Orioles at plus 145 on the run line. Detmers, throw a no-hitter, and then seems to have lost his game. Got sent to the minors, called back up, which surprised me, actually, because I figured they'd leave him down there for a while. However, uh, 58 innings, 4.66 ERA, 1.10 whip, 22 walks, so too many walks, 44 strikeouts, not really enough strikeouts. Tyler Wells has been doing this with a bit of smoke and mirrors. His numbers look good. Uh, 75 and two-thirds innings, 3.09 ERA, and a very respectable 1.00 whip, 17 walks and 50 strikeouts. So he's pitching to contact, and he seems to be doing well. So I would lean the Orioles here at 135. It's a little high. And eight and a half, I would probably lean the over. I think they can get to Detmers uh, and get to him quite easily, actually. So I think it's going to be a few runs on Baltimore's side. And Wells and the Orioles bullpen behind him. What Wells has pitched well, uh, seven and four record, um, but I just don't have a lot of faith of him, faith in him. Although the LA has been struggling, so not really on the game, not really on any of the lines there. Next game should be an interesting matchup. Seven ten in the East, we have the Miami Marlins in New York to face the Mets. Pablo Lopez, the righty on the bump for the Fish, and Chris Bassett, the righty on the mal- on the mound for the Mets. You get Lopez and the Fish at plus one forty. The home Mets favorite at minus 160. Total here, seven and a half. So pitchers duel is expected. You can get the Mets at plus 135 on the run line. Don't like going against the Mets at home, although their bats have slowed down, quieted down a little lately. Uh, but I think there's some value in Miami at plus 140. Lopez comes in 94 innings, 2.97 ERA, 1.07 with 93 strikeouts, basically a strikeout inning, 27 walks. Bassett. Has been up and down like most of his career. 89 two-thirds innings, 4.01 ERA, 1.15 whip, 26 walks, and 95 strikeouts. So he's striking out more than the batter uh, per inning. So pitch is doing well. I just have more faith in Lopez. I just don't like going against the Mets at home. So I'm looking maybe at the fish at plus 140. Uh, going to debate that a little closer to game time, but not on it right now. The next game, which is the biggest battle of the night as far as rivalries, we have the Yankees in Boston against the Red Sox. Nasty Nestor Cortez on the hill for the Yanks, the lefty versus young Connor Siebold on the hill, the righty for the Red Sox. You can get the Yankees at minus 160 in the road, the home Red Sox at plus 140. Total here 10, so obviously runs are expected. And the Yankees on the run line, you can get them at minus 105. Cortez, obviously the better pitcher here, comes in 85 innings, 2.44 ERA, .95 whip, 19 walks, 91 strikeouts. So slow down a little, but still pitching very effective. And he's got the Yankees' bats behind him. Seabold, can't really judge much, just 8.2 innings, 8.31 ERA, 2.08 whip, three walks, 11 strikeouts. Not much to see there. Um, I do like the Yankees, but laying 160 is a little chalky for me. And the run line in a Yankees-Red Sox game, I'm not necessarily going to touch, especially since it's only at minus 105. And a total here of 10. I see the Yankees putting up some runs. um, And the Red Sox bats could get to Cortez, but he's been showing a lefty in Boston, obviously, is not where you want to be pitching if you're a lefty. And the Red Sox lineup is hot, especially Raphael Devers, who clubbed two home runs yesterday. Um, So I can see them putting up some runs, but 10 is a little high. Stay away in general from me. Next game has... The Washington Nationals in Atlanta to face the Braves. Eric Fetty, the righty on the hill for Washington. You can get them at plus 210, and you get 
veteran righty Charlie Morton on the hill for Atlanta at minus 250. Total here is nine. You can get the Braves at minus 125 on the run line. I would look to the under. It's juiced up a little to minus 105, so a decent price there. Uh, I think Morton shuts down the Braves, pardon me, the Nationals. Uh, the question is, does, does Betty limit? He's not going to shut them down, but can you limit them? Morton's struggled most this year, but he seems to have righted the ship lately. Uh, last game out against Cincy at Cincy, seven innings, one hit, one walk, 10 strikeouts, no in run, no earned runs. Four that against Philly, five and two thirds, gave up two earned runs. Against the Giants, seven innings, two earned runs. Against the Cubbies, seven innings, no earned runs. So his last four starts have all been very respectable. Strikeout totals of 10, 5, 11, and 9. Uh, Fetty hasn't been too bad himself either. He's gone more than five innings in his last five starts, giving up two earned runs, two earned runs, two earned runs, Miami, two to Pittsburgh. Uh, six innings, no earned runs, Baltimore, five and a third innings, and three earned runs to these Braves, although seven hits, three walks in that game, just four strikeouts. And against Milwaukee, five and two-thirds, three earned runs. So hasn't been terrible, um, but the Braves bats and Charlie Morton leaving to the Braves. But I can't touch minus 250 in a run line at minus 125. Not a whole lot of value there either. The next game on the docket is in Texas. It's the Battle of the Grays. We get Sonny Gray, the veteran for Minnesota, the righty on the hill, and you can get the Twins at minus 120 on the money line. You get John Gray, also a veteran in Texas, the righty at plus 100. So the home Rangers as the underdog at plus 100. Total here seven and a half. So low scoring game expected. You can get the Twinkies on plus 145 on the run line. I would actually lean to the over. It's juiced at minus 110 either way. But John Gray's been hit a little bit more lately. And I think he can give up some runs. And Texas's bats have been cold. But I'm not sure Sonny Gray can completely limit them, although he's done well. So, you know, I lean Minnesota on the money line. Minus 120 is a decent price. But John Gray has pitched well and pitched well at home. So probably stay away from me. Sonny Gray comes in 54 and two-thirds, 2.47 ERA. A very respectable 1.04 whip, 14 walks, 54 strikeouts. John Gray comes in 3.96 ERA, uh, 1.16 whip, 26 walks, and 83 strikeouts. So both guys doing very well. Um, Back, I'm I'm a little more on Sonny Gray. um, But again, John Gray, it's odd saying Gray and Gray and Gray. But John Gray at home, uh, I don't really want to bet against. So again, stay away from me. I just don't really see a whole lot of value in these lines. Uh, The next game is in... Not must-see TV. Sorry, folks, if you're a Cleveland Guardian or Kansas City Royals fan. But in Kansas City, we have righty Aaron Savali on the hill for Cleveland. They come in at plus 105. And young righty Brady Singer on the bump for the Royals, minus 125. Total here, 8.5. And And you can get the Royals on the run line at plus 170. And I'm actually looking at this game at the first five over. I see over 4.5 at around minus 110, and I'm going to be on that. I just think both these pitchers are going to give up runs. And when you look at their numbers, Savali comes in 46 innings pitched. Listen to these ones. 7.04 ERA, 1.54 whip. He's giving up one and a half runners basically per inning. 15 walks, 45 strikeouts. So he is striking some guys out. Brady Singer on the other side, 58 and two-thirds, 4.3 ERA, 1.21 whip, 13 walks, and 58 strikeouts. So a little more respectable, but Singer's been wildly inconsistent. Young pitcher, I think he's got a future in this league. Um, but he needs to find his footing a little better. When you look at Savali in his last few outings against the Yankees, five innings, four earned runs. Against the Red Sox, four innings, eight hits, three earned runs, three walks. 
Had a decent outing against Minnesota, five innings, five hits, uh, two earned runs. Shut down Detroit, which doesn't say a whole lot, six and a third, three hits, no earned runs. Then got rocked by Minnesota, four and two-thirds, six earned runs. Hit pretty hard by the Jays, five and two-thirds, six hits, four earned runs. And even Oakland, although this is back way back in April uh, before he went in the DL, four innings, seven hits, six earned runs. He's basically been giving up a lot of runs, uh, but more importantly, a lot of hits. Um, you know, when you see a whip of 1.54, he's just putting way too many guys on base. So I think this could be some runs scored. Neither offenses are exactly chugging, but a four and a half, I think both these guys are going to put some runners on base. So I'm looking at the first five over four and a half runs. The next game, 8-10 in the East, and I'm on this in a few different ways. You have Detroit behind young lefty Tariq Skubal. You can get them at plus 155, and you have the White Sox uh, with their kind of ace, but he's been struggling this year, Lucas Giolito, the righty on the hill. You can get them minus 175. Total here is eight runs. You can get the White Sox at minus one and a half in the run line at plus 115. And what I'm on here is a few things. I'm on the White Sox team total, first five team total of over two and a half. I'm also on the White Sox team total for the game at over four and a half. I got the, the over two and a half team total of plus 105. And it's actually been rising. I've seen it at plus 110 as well. So jump on that while you can. Uh, team total of over four and a half of the game, you got it minus 110. And here's why. Chicago hits uh, lefties really well, and Scubo has been struggling lately. Scubo comes in 88. His, his numbers don't look bad, but we're going to break them down a little further in a second. 88 and two-thirds inning, 4.06 ERA, 1.2 whip, 24 walks, 90 strikeouts. Um, on the flip side of that, you have G a little 75 and a third innings, 4.9 ERA, 1.47 whip, 29 walks, and 89 strikeouts. But when we look a little deeper, look under the uh, the hood, so to speak, Scoobalt started the season on fire. Really, really good. But his last five or six outings, he has completely imploded. He's gone uh, only five innings once in his last five starts. Went four innings once and four and two-thirds the other three times. In those outings, against Kansas City, four and two-thirds, five earned runs. Against San Francisco, four and two-thirds. Four hits, three earned runs, four walks. Against Boston, four and two-thirds, six hits, three walks, six earned runs. Against Texas, five innings, eight hits, two walks, five earned runs. Against Toronto, four innings, seven hits, two walks, and four earned runs. That's his last five outings. So obviously you've got some decent teams there in Boston and Toronto offensively. But KC uh, hit him pretty good last time out in San Fran and Texas and scuffling, and they've been able to get to him. So I don't see him being able to limit the White Sox, who hit lefties really well. To put in perspective, the White Sox batting average, 285 against lefties, number two overall. Against uh, against lefties, are number two in the league. Overall, they're number five in general. On-base percentage against lefties, 342, third in the league. Overall, their on-base percentage are 18th in the league. Slugging percentage against lefties, 452, tied for second in the majors. Overall, their slugging percentage is 378, which is 23rd. They hit lefties a lot better. And then also I'm looking at some, some uh, player props, which I might jump on. Uh, considering he is prone to give up home runs, he's given up in those last five starts I quoted, he's given up five home runs, uh, Scooble. So he's not long for the game and he's giving up the long ball. You can get um, Jimenez on Chicago, just back in DL, hit a home run yesterday. His home run prop, prop is um, plus, I see it anywhere, this way you need to shop for props too, anywhere between plus 340 and plus 370. So I'd definitely look at the plus 370. Luis Robert, who's hitting third in the order, you can get him anywhere from plus 330 to plus 390. So one of those two guys I could see uh, easily leaning into one and getting a long ball. Total bases. Might look at this too. Luis Robert, again, hitting third in a very good offense against lefties. 
one and a half bases, so he's got to get two total bases minus 110. Him and as you can get it, um, same minus one and a half bases plus 125. So if those guys can get a double, uh, a couple singles, or obviously hit the long ball, they cash that easy. And then RBIs, which is some value here, I think, too. Um, Robert hitting number third. It's a lot over 0.5 ribby. So as long as he gets one plus 130, Bray over 0.5. It's all, sorry, it's all over 0.5. So as long as they get one ribby, Bray plus 125 and Jimenez plus 155. I think I would lean into Robert there and I might lean into a uh, Robert home run prop too. So definitely going to be looking at those, some, some value, just because they hit lefties well and Scooble's really been struggling. Next game, we go to Milwaukee for the Pirates are in town. And the Pirates is pulling the game up here. Pirates have JD, JT Brubaker. They're ready on the bump, and they come in at plus 175 underdogs. You can get the Brewers at home with Aaron Ashby. They're young lefty on the hill at minus 210. Total here is eight. You can get the Brew crew at minus 105 on the run line. Interesting here, and there might be some value in taking this big number with Pittsburgh. Uh, Brubaker's been, I wouldn't say hot, but he's been decent and cold. So he has the ability to throw decent games. 82 innings, 4.2 ADR, 1.44 whip. 33 walks, 82 strikeouts. So he's getting some strikeouts. Aaron Ashby, heralded rookie, pitched great out of the bullpen, had a, one good start, and then it's been kind of cold since. 58 and two-thirds innings, 4.6 ERA, 1.47 whip, 27 walks, and 73 strikeouts. So impressive strikeout numbers for him. But when we dig a little deeper, like I said, his last few outings haven't gone so well. And his last three outings, three and two-thirds against these Pirates, four earned runs. Four and a third against the Mets, four earned runs. Four and two thirds against Washington, 13 hits, a walk, and six earned runs. Six innings against the Padres, six hits, four earned runs, and zero walks. So he seems to have hit a bit of a bump. Uh, in those games, they're letting him go. He's throwing, you know, he's throwing a high of 104 pitches. Uh, the last game against Pittsburgh, just 62. So not really sure what you're going to get out of him. And. I don't really like backing Pittsburgh very often, but a plus 175, there might be some value there if Brubaker can have a decent game. Next game, which should be a very good pitchers battle in my mind, is in St. Louis, where we have Phillies in town. I'm going to break that down in a second, um, but we'll take a quick break and be back. All right, we are back. And the Phillies have... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ready, Zach Wheeler on the hill. You can get them on the road as a favorites, minus 130. The home cards throw ready, Adam Wainwright. And you can get them at plus 110. Total here is 7.5, so pitchers do as expected as well. You can get Phillies at plus 145 on the run line. Wheeler comes in, 88 innings, 2.66 ERA, 1.07 whip, 20 walks, 99 strikeouts. Having a very good year. Slowly becoming their race, him and Aaron Nola, but I actually lean to Wheeler. Wainwright, 
has been up and down, but a decent year. 96 and two-thirds inning, 3.26 ERA, 1.27 whip, 27 walks at 81 strikeouts. So I would lean the Phillies. The thing is, they're on the road, and I hate going against St. Louis at home. Uh, kind of a stay away from me. The 7.5 total, uh, I do like that. But the way Wainwright's been giving up a few hits lately, so I could see both these teams getting three or four runs, and all of a sudden that is in jeopardy. So stay away there. Next game is in Arizona, and we have the Rockies on the road behind righty Chad Cool. You can get them at plus 145 on the money line. Zach Gallen, the ace of the D-backs, they're righty. You can get him at minus 165. Total here is nine. You can get the D-backs at plus 130 on the run line. And I lean to Arizona. Gallon's been pitching well, 82 innings, 3.4 ERA, 1.05 whip, 23 walks, 77 strikeouts. Uh, lean to them quite easily, but Chad Cool has stepped up, especially away from Colorado lately. 82 and a third, 3.83 ERA, 1.32 whip, 30 walks, 59 strikeouts. So he's pitching to contact, but he seems to be doing well. I might actually look to the D-backs here on the run line at plus 130. I can't take them at minus 165. And the under nine, juice right now, I see about minus 115, minus 110-ish. So you're getting uh, close to even, not even there, but um, the same on either side of that number. I think Gallon can limit the Rockies. The Rockies are terrible hitting on the road. And the D-backs, I think, can put a few runs on the board. Although they're, they're, no, they're no gem on offense either. So can't take them at minus 165. Might look, might look to the plus 130 on the run line. Next game is in Oakland. And you have Houston in town behind their righty, Jose Arquiti. He comes in as a minus 175 favorite. The home A's with their... Behind Montas, their best pitcher, uh, Paul Blackburn, and they come in as plus 155 underdogs. Total here is 7.5, and, a half, and you, get, you can get the Astros at minus 105 on the run line. Not really much I can back there. Urquidy uh, has, has shown, has pitched well his last few games on the season, 80 and a third innings, 4.15 ERA. An unimpressive 1.33 whip, 19 walks, 63 strikeouts. Blackburn, 87 innings, 2.9 ERA, 22 walks. 67 strikeouts, 1.16 ERA. These two guys seem to be going in the opposite direction, though. Um, I don't have Blackburn's stats right there. Sorry, but uh, Urquidy has pitched well lately. The last three outings, he's only given up one run, one earned run, six innings against the Angels, seven innings against the Yanks, six innings against the Mets. Uh, hasn't given up more than an earned run. Hasn't given up more. Given up two two hits, one hit, and four hits. So he's been pitching well lately, and he's going against Oakland. Uh, I might look here to the run line for the Strohs at minus one hundred five. The total seven and a half. I think Urquidy can shut down shut down Oakland. Uh, Blackburn has not been pitching great lately, uh, and Houston's offense is always open to exploding. Although they have been doing, they've been hitting more unders this year than in the past, but I'm going to stay away. I'm going to probably look at the the Astros at minus 105 in the run line. Next game of the night has San Francisco in San Diego and San Fran looks to be starting an opener uh, with lefty Sam Long on the hill. You can get them as the underdogs plus 135. Blake's now at home. The lefty is a one, minus one fifty five favorite total here seven and a half. You can get the Padres plus one forty on the run line, which is probably where I would lean. Can't take minus one fifty five at the Padres. Blake Snell is much better at home, but his numbers in general have not been good. Forty to third innings, five point one three area, one point four six whip, twenty three walks, fifty strikeouts. Sam Long now they're in thirty innings, one point seven area, one point zero two whip, eight walks and nineteen strikeouts. But like I said, he's just going to be an opener and. 
not a lot of faith in the Giants' bats these days. So we'll definitely lean the Padres. When I look at Blake Snell, you know, at home, um, his last few starts at home have been not all that great. Uh, against Philly, gave five and two-thirds innings, gave up four and runs. Against Colorado, six innings, gave up two and runs. Against the Mets, four innings, gave up four and runs. Um, he's just been wildly inconsistent, so I can't really see any way to back him. Uh, although he's the kind of guy who can go out and throw seven or eight innings and strike out ten and have a great outing, especially against the scuffling Giants. Um, but at 155, I can't do that. And if Padres win, I can see them winning by a couple of runs if their bats have a good night against San Francisco pitching. So maybe plus 40 on the run line. Second last game of the night, we are in Los Angeles, stay in California for the Cubbies. And the Cubbies throw ready Keegan Thompson on the hill, and they are plus 175 underdogs. And the home Dodgers throw Tyler Anderson, who uh, comes in at minus 210 on the money line. Total here, 8.5. You can get the Dodgers at plus 100 uh, on the run line. Anderson's been having a great year. 9-1, 84 in the third innings, 3.09 ERA, 1.06 with 15 walks, 73 strikeouts. Him and Tony Gonsolin. Uh, have been fantastic and really keeping it together for the Dodgers as they're starting pitching uh, with Walker Buehler injured, with Clayton Kershaw out for a little while. Uh, these two guys have really, really been gems for the Dodgers. Keegan Thompson, 71 the third innings, has a 7-3 record, so he's been doing all right for Chicago. 3.41 ERA, 1.23 whip, 22 walks, 66 strikeouts. I just don't see him slowing the Dodgers down. I don't see the Cubs bats getting to Tyler Anderson. So I like the Dodgers. Maybe on the run line of plus 100. Can't touch the minus 210 money line. Last game of the night in Seattle is Toronto's home away from home. If you know the geography, uh, Seattle, Washington is just across the border from Vancouver, British Columbia, and Canada. And a ton of Vancouver uh, fans, ton of BC-based fans always travel down to Seattle. So there's always a huge Blue Jays contingent at these games. For the Jays, this game is basically a coin flip, minus 110 on each side. For the Jays, they get righty Ross Stripling on the hill and young righty George Kirby on the bump for the Mariners. Stripling has been, as usual, inconsistent, but he's been decent this year. Uh, 62 and a third innings, 3.32 ERA, 1.12 whip, 13 walks, 49 strikeouts. So pitching to contact, and but doing a good job of it. Kirby has been inconsistent as well, but lately he's been better, and when he's on, he's definitely on. 60 innings. 3.75 ERA, 1.15 whip, just eight walks and 58 strikeouts. I actually like the Jays here. I like the way Stripling's playing. I'm not one to say, oh, there's this, uh, you know, they're going to have all these fans, so it's going to be a, a, an advantage to them. But they tend to play well in Seattle. Maybe it is because of the fans there coming down from Canada. But Stripling's been pitching decent. Seattle's bats are struggling. The Jays, everybody's on the Jays' bats struggling, but it's all the same guys. And when they wake up, they tend to wake up big. So I could see them getting to Kirby. For a few runs, I would lean to the Jays at minus 110. You can get the Jays on the run line at plus 150, and you can get the over eight and a half uh, at minus 105. I would, I'm not sure about the number there. Maybe the Jays, if you want to take a flyer at plus 150, but I'm probably going to be on the Jays at minus 110. So lots of games, a few sides, a few totals, a few props in that Detroit-Chicago game, which is the game I'm probably on the most. Kind of the fade Tariq Skubal and back the White Sox against lefties uh, lines or angles. So hopefully you enjoyed the analysis. Hopefully you got some plays and hopefully you enjoy some interesting baseball tonight. Have a great day, everyone. And we'll catch you on Monday, probably.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.